0: This is Gary. I'm Shangar. And you're listening to The Bar.
1: Alright, for today's show, we're going to talk about Christopher Nolan's new movie called Tenet. We're trying to prevent World War III. Nuclear holocaust? No. Something worse.
0: All I have for you is a word. Tell
1: it's his 11th feature film, and the first since 2017, when he made Dunkirk.
0: It's also the first Hollywood blockbuster to really open up cinemas after the long lockdown of this pandemic.
1: Yeah, and which I feel like is a responsibility is taken, you know, so, uh, sort of to help theater owners to, to start getting business again. So I thought that was pretty good
0: especially to reestablish establish the whole trend of cinema, considering a lot of films during the lockdown decided to have video on demand and online streaming. So this is bringing the audience back into that theatre cinema experience.
1: Yep. And Netflix did offer to, to get the rights to screen it on their platform, but no one's like,
0: no. Smart choice. <laughs>
1: Um, so it's uh, the the lineup of actors. It's very unconventional for an, for a Nolan movie. You don't have any huge superstar per se. So we have John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, Elizabeth Debicki, Dimple Kapadia, Kenneth Branagh, Himesh Patel, Aaron Taylor Johnson, and Michael Caine.
0: I must say, I like Himesh Patel being in it. I enjoyed his uh, film yesterday.
1: Yes, that was a good movie and I, 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 I was looking forward to this as well. Do you think he sort of reminded you of the character in Inception?
0: Yes, <laughs> but different actor. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm not sure how much of it was intentional. Is he meant to be an extension of, of that character? But
0: I, I think Nolan tries to include diversity in yeah. small ways here and there. Yeah, but no, no
1: Asian, no Chinese actors this time.
0: Yeah, not this movie. Yeah.
1: Um, 200 million budget,
0: that is really huge, especially at this climate and for an original
1: production.
0: But all things considered, this is one of those few movies in cinema today that has done everything in camera as opposed to green screen and spending millions on visual effects.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so... We can't say much about the plot itself, so we're only allowed to say very little. Gary, you want to give it a shot?
0: Yeah, This is a spoiler-free review, so we're holding back for this episode.
1: It's a spy film, is what we can say. Um, mm. it's, it's spy, espionage, action thriller that has something to do with time.
0: Can I, we... I love the fact that it's just a spy film, right? <laughs> because in a world where there are cookie cutters, espionage movies, this is a very different kind of spy film.
1: Absolutely.
0: It's it takes... very different. So, I feel like the. F- firstly, w- what do you think about the movie? I quite liked it. Uh, it's refreshing, considering... This is probably my second movie in the cinema for this year. (laughs) What was the first? Disney's Onward. Oh, right. And that was months ago. That was in February. Wow.
1: Yeah. So it was really nice to be back in the cinema, but it's a very different environment. Um, The seats were all, you know, it was spaced out. Very few people in, in the theatre. But anyway, back to the movie itself. What I have to say is, I've never seen anything like that before have you does does anything does this remind you of any movie you've seen before this
0: nolan films i uh, it it has this hallmark that punctuates his signature style yeah but uh it's different. It's not your typical espionage spy movie yeah 'cause a lot of it is in reverse yeah without giving anything away. Um, let's talk about the actors I particularly like John David Washington's character Which mm-hmm. for those who don't know Is Denzel Washington's eldest son
1: Which he, I, he doesn't want to be Associated with too, too much Which is why we don't
0: really know about it A lot of people were surprised that it was actually Denzel Washington's son But he acted with his dad in This Malcolm X which I remember watching When I was in college uh, As a younger student I believe
1: Right and he was a child
0: yeah, mm. so that's his movie with his dad. But uh, his real breakout was Spike Lee's Black Clansman. Yes, that was yeah. a good movie.
1: Um, I personally liked Robert Pattinson's character. I have to say, um, Elizabeth Debicki was the soul of the movie in some ways, the, the one that carried the whole emotional part of the movie. But Robert Pattinson, I felt like, was the was the light. was was someone who who brought humor to the movie.
0: It was a good balance with Robert in it. Yes. And it's refreshing, because considering what he's normally typecast and associated with, this is a refreshing take on his um, range of acting, and so it makes it very exciting for future films to come with Robert in it.
1: He's been making good movies as well recently. Like you said, he's trying to get out of the whole... Twilight Zone (laughs) literally um but I I, so he's 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 picked a few good movies and I think this is one of them and I think Nolan is helping in rebranding um his image and I, I thought he did a really good job and like you said he provided a good balance in this really nice bromance that you sort of see in this movie with um with John David Washington.
0: Exactly, it's reminiscent of those buddy cop movies where you have these two partners that complements each other mm-hmm. uh, in this surreal spy movie about time.
1: Yeah, okay, and so what I felt was that coming out of the cinema the first time, we, we've both seen it three times now. Uh, the first thing that came to mind was how different it was. How I've not seen anything, some anything quite like this before. But what comes to mind is I feel like do you do you feel like Nolan has prepared you for this movie? He sort of introduced a bit of a bit of time in his previous movie, a bit of spy trailers, a bit of action war in Dunkirk. Uh, you know the whole Dark Knight trilogy. I feel like this is. If you consider Nolan's movies classes, like Nolan 101, Nolan 102, you know, and probably Inception was like one of your um, junior classes, this is the graduation class. Yeah, it's a culmination of everything he was building towards. Exactly. So it incorporates everything and then he he goes crazy with it. So I, a lot of people are, are comparing this to Inception. The difference the main difference I see Inception had a lot of exposition yeah. I think a total of 30 minutes was put in especially by Joseph Gordon-Lewitt his character was there to explain plot constantly to the to audience but guess what I feel like this movie Nolan spent about 5 minutes and he said okay you know what
0: you guys figure it out And because I think as a filmmaker he has matured over the years in his films but his audience has grown with him so they've matured in a sense where you don't need to spoon feed them exposition. You want them to draw their own conclusions and have their own understandings of what it means to them.
1: Yep, and it says a lot. It says that he's gotten to the point where he could he could do it. he could get he get that, you know. and he, what i what I kept thinking of is this is the kind of movie that has an idea, a concept that normally you would see in an independent film. But this is a big blockbuster, right? It's the biggest movie this year.
0: and Exactly right. It has a very indie film to it, but uh, with a big studio budget behind. And it wouldn't be made if Nolan never made movies that made money. The studio would not have fund an idea like this
1: yeah so so clearly he's gotten the trust, the faith in them. you know i I still feel two hundred million is a lot for this climate, and I'm not sure if they're gonna recover the box office uh in tickets but but that was refreshing to know that you can still get such an original idea or concept on um on such a big scale was amazing, and something that doesn't spoil the movie, an example of where the money has gone to. A Boeing seven four seven, a you know, crashed into a space.
0: That's in a trailer, so we didn't spoil that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but beyond the budget, I think Hollywood wants to make films that are good, in some sense, you know, Oscar worthy. It's worth an award, the Critics' Choice, and they are investing in films closer to that direction as opposed to just money makers right if not they'll be constantly churning out Interstellar 2 Inception 3 they're not going down that path. not like some studios but uh, there's a saying in the film industry that you're only as good as your last film Mm, and Nolan has constantly proved that he's constantly pushed himself and with this movie Tenet no doubt that Warner Bros. is going to funny his next big idea. Yep.
1: So, and talking about critical acclaim versus box office and, you know, catering to the masses, where do you feel like this falls under? Do you think this is a movie, f- like, it's meant to be, to win awards? Or is it just meant for the masses? Or is that like this n- really unique combination of both?
0: I think it's a bit of both. It's a, it's a lot of um, homage to mm-hmm. Nolan's fans. There's a lot in it for them to take away from. And so I think he did it mainly for them. But having said that, there are certain break style breakout acting that are probably Oscar worthy.
1: Mm. The the thing that's very different from in this movie compared to most Nolan movies is Hans Zimmer is not the one who made the score. It's actually Ludwig and who made uh, Black Panther, Creed 1 and 2,
0: The Mandalorian. Yep, and,
1: and actually some of Hassan Minaj's uh, shows on Netflix.
0: She's an up and coming, brilliant composer. Do
1: you feel like that was a, a nice switch there? Do you feel like. It
0: was. It was refreshing. It's it nice was. to give young people a chance to see what they could create. And I love the sound that he has created. There's a lot of, without giving away anything, inverted music and tunes yeah. um and it's also very reminiscent of black panther if you love the black panther original soundtrack there are similar elements in this movie that reminds you of that one
1: yeah and i actually did enjoy it i feel like the it sort of injected a bit of youth in this you know i i kept wondering how would it have sounded like with Hans Zimmer, but in the end what we got was refreshing I think that's still good
0: but having said that there's still Ray Zimmer like tunes in it Mm -hmm. with the horns in certain sections that's just Nolan's trademarks that I think you you don't get away from so
1: there are a lot of mixed reviews currently I think there are people so there's there's always I think with Nolan movies there's always two groups the ones they they call these people these group of people the fan Nolan fanboys right but those who unconditionally love all these movies sort of put them on a pedestal um, and generally just accepts everything that they get And but I feel for this movie you have the group that actually quite dislikes the film because of the lack of understanding towards it and perhaps to some extent
0: the lack of explanation they received during the movie as well and maybe it's intentional like I mean I'm thinking about us, we'll watch it our third time, we're going to watch it a fourth time. And I'm still understanding the film. Every time I watch it, it's a new layer that I uncover. Yeah. And so first time watching, you can get a little bit um, upset with yourself that you don't fully understand. <laughs> but at the same time, it encourages you to rewatch it again. And maybe that's what he's trying to do as well. He's trying to say every time you watch it, you understand it just a little bit better
1: yeah I think this is ultimately the movie that m- requires several rewatches it in order to comprehend and to understand and truly enjoy, but which is also the the point I think nolan hinted in his in the movie itself in the first few minutes one of the lines says, Don't, Don't try, try to, to understand just yep. feel it exactly and I guess that is essentially it. this is it's for you to to, especially at this time it's for you to go back in the, the cinema and truly enjoy the
0: experience itself exactly enjoy it for its visuals enjoy it for its characters and its explosions and then try and figure out what the movie is about afterwards yeah just be in that moment how much
1: would you rate it uh, 7.5 okay I'll rate it an 8 yeah I think it's a solid 8 I'm I'm think it was a good attempt to to try something that's ref- you know, refreshing, especially now we're so accustomed to your big bo blockbusters. So like there was a scene that reminded me of Fast and Furious but twisted. Yeah. You know? And that was refreshing. So essentially that that would be it. So I think it's a movie that's definitely worth watching in the cinema especially in IMAX it was shot in IMAX film so yeah
0: yeah. so catch the movie there are three Harry Potter characters in it <laughs> uh, and for our listeners I, I don't know if you know what tenet means tenet means a principle a belief especially of one's main principle or philosophy yeah I just googled that <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah go and watch it um, definitely worth watching and so that's it that's our time for this week until the next time take care bye